0: Hey, what's up, Burned Teachers? Welcome to episode 161 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. Let me ask you a question. Have you wondered lately, what's the point of (laughs) getting out of bed? Or have you been convinced that this year is a dumpster fire and there's nothing you can do about it? Or have you been dreading every single Monday and every single minute? (sighs) Teacher friend, if you have felt this way, I want you to know I've been there. You're not alone, and in this episode, I'm going to share with you what you can do when those October blues don't stay in October. They follow you into the holidays and deep into the winter and possibly even your entire school year. Let's dive in. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher podcast is one part burnout and all other parts, action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you are about to take your next best step to becoming a burned in teacher. Let's dive in. So you all have maybe heard me talk about my infamous breakdown um, in front of my teacher friends back in 2014 um, when I went home and went to let my dog out from the kennel. He was about six months old at this time and he had crapped all over his kennel and I had only had about 20 minutes to get him cleaned up, get myself cleaned up before I needed to head back to school to teach for another hour and a half. What I may not have told you is that that breakdown happened, I don't know the exact day, but I know it happened in the fall. I know it happened either at the end of September or the beginning of October. And if I'm being completely honest, I was already feeling burned out from my job as a teacher at this school for quite a few years off and on. But what's important about this story is that this year, this particular particular year, I had let a lot of things kind of build up in me over the, you know, couple of months that we had been in school at this time when I finally had this breakdown. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, I will put a link into the show notes so I can tell this entire story. Um, but this was a huge part of my rock bottom burnout. And... I have been getting DMs and emails and um, Facebook messages from a lot of you who are saying this is the worst year ever. Things are harder than they've ever been and that you're not seeing any way out and you're asking what you can possibly do about it. And I feel like I have a lot to say about this personally. I mean, obviously, you can get on, go online, and Google, you know, what to do um, for the October Blues. You know, how to get out of the October Blues, how to survive the October Blues. But in my opinion, if the October Blues is something that we know is coming and it's that infamous, you know, that it's like Google worthy, like you can find several articles on it, I want to talk a little bit deeper about ways that we can sort of break this cycle of burnout and break this cycle of the October blues that for a lot of teachers doesn't end on November 1st. Um, I remember this particular year and years before this, I would start every year with the best of intentions, the best attitude, this year it's going to be different, and then every fall and winter was the same. I became negative and grumpy, exhausted, overwhelmed. Um, I didn't want to go to school. I would call in sick. I mean, I it was just a, a proverbial cycle that I now know was way more than the October blues. It was burnout showing up because I had gotten into the habit of knowing that this was just my cycle, you know, and, you know, man fans, you might want to, you know, turn away for just a second but it's no different than expecting you know your monthly cycle like I knew it was going to come and I just expected it and then I wrote it and I wish that I would have known then what I know now when it comes to not preparing for the October blues but preparing myself for how I was not going to accept that As my cycle, I was not going to accept that as my reality. And practical, applicable strategies that were practical and applicable to me, to Amber, not to everybody else. Because the October blues for me might be brought on by something different than a teacher down the hall um, or a teacher in a different part of the country or the world. Um, You know, last year I did a couple of episodes in the winter, so it may have been this year. (laughs) I did a couple of episodes in the winter about um, how I was working through the winter blues. So I'll link that in here as well. And then I also brought back to life an old blog post about um, sort of a letter that I was writing to sad, depressed, and lonely teachers. And um, so I'll link those here as well, but basically in those episodes I share with you how it is that I moved through the hard winter months. And I think that that's something that a lot of us don't really pay attention to. Like we attribute all of our sadness and all of our overwhelm and defeatism to the job of teaching. And guys, I'm in the teacher, I'm in the classroom too. Like I'm not speaking from as an outsider and I, as you've heard in previous episodes this year, you know, it's been a hard year for me. Like I've I've had some challenges, you know, that I had last year. They've just been a little multiplied, but then I don't have challenges this year that I had last year. So I guess my whole reason and kind of giving you all of this backdrop is that, you know, the October blues were around before the pandemic. And I think if we really look deeply into when teaching becomes its hardest when we start to feel sad overwhelmed and f- extremely frustrated or, or disappointed because this year hasn't in fact ended up different when in august or <laughs> september you were telling yourself this year was going to be different but maybe you didn't do anything differently or maybe you did and it still hasn't you have you still haven't seen the changes that you have wanted to see and I've, I've been there so many times. So I'm going to share with you some strategies that I have. Well, number one, I want to share with you some things to look for, some thought catching that I'd like you to do. And then I'm going to share with you some strategies that maybe you haven't heard to deal with the October blues. Because what I believe the October blues can become is a habit. Now, hear me out before you, you know, turn off this episode and, you know, slam your computer down or, <laughs> or or shut me off, okay? The reason that I feel this way, that the October blues can be a habit, is because if we look back to last October and the October before that and the October before that and before that and before that and before that, I guarantee you are going to find a pattern. And where I have found my biggest changes, my biggest moments of realization where I can make my biggest changes is where I find patterns that I slip into that are not helpful to me. So I know this sounds like super elementary and I'm probably not using the most research based words and vocabulary, but I just... As I read about the October blues, and as I've heard other people talking about it, I just want us to change our perspective. And you know, I'm all about mindset shifts, number one, right? So, if you've been talking about having the October blues, and you know, here in Northeast Indiana, it's already dark in the morning. It's as I'm recording this podcast in my classroom, it's almost already dark outside because it's late November, mid November. And I know that in the coming months, it's only going to get darker and it's only going to get colder. So I guess my first strategy before I even talk about, you know, what it is that I want you to look for is to stop and really think back to your patterns. Because I know that I know, I don't feel like I need even a diagnosis because I live in the Midwest. I know that I have seasonal affective disorder. Millions of people have it. It's because I'm a human being and I'm alive and I need sunlight. I need vitamin D. I need that dopamine, right? Like I need all of that good stuff that comes from spring and summer and early fall. And I know I'm not going to get it for a while. So I know that in the past I've not handled myself well in the winter. I know it, but I know things now that I didn't know then, okay? So my first strategy for you is I want you to sit back and I want you to reflect on your patterns, okay? Because chances are you could have the October blues this year for the first time ever. You Maybe you're a brand new teacher. You don't know what the October blues even are, right? And there, of course, you know, those feelings of, complete overwhelm you don't have enough time to do anything your year started off nice and smooth and now it's like go 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 all the time or again maybe you're really disappointed in changes you thought were going to happen and things that you felt were going to be different and they're not and you're looking at your calendar and you're like holy cow there are so many weeks until <laughs> until christmas break and spring break and summer break and you just are looking so far ahead that you are feeling like i don't know if i can do this this is a marathon that I was not that I was not prepared. This is a marathon that I was not prepared to run. <laughs> okay. So, here are some things after you kind of reflect back on your patterns. I know that that is I have heard this from so many teachers, especially those who have been through Vernon Teacher University, that they that act of sitting and reflecting and writing out and thinking back you know, beginning where you are has been so mind-blowing to them because they had never stopped and taken the time to really reflect. So that's number one. The second thing that I want you to do is I want you to think about your thinking. So if you, every morning you're, you're like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. Um, it's so warm in my bed. Like I'm getting up to, I'm getting up for chaos, right? Right. <laughs> Or you're feeling like, what am I even doing here? Why am I here? What, what am I thinking? Or you're wondering, why is this happening to me? Why does this keep happening over and over and over again? When I say that I'm not going to be grumpy and I'm not going to be negative, but here I am having these same negative conversations. This year when I said I wasn't going to let these things get to me, here I am letting them get to me. You know? You're completely falling out of love of teaching now if you are well versed in burned in teacher these probably to you uh, you're probably understanding that these these statements are those of people in stage zero they're completely burned out Uh, stage one you are in build your spark so you're you know You've admitted that you're burned out, but you need help, but you haven't changed your beliefs. You haven't changed your thoughts. You've not changed anything that you're doing and possibly even a little bit of stage two. You're still wondering like, why in the heck is this happening? Um, But you're starting to make some shifts, okay? So I do have an episode about the entire, um, all five stages of burnout that I've created based on research and my own experiences. I will link that episode in here as well. But really what I wanna focus on are small thoughts, things you can say and things that you can do to not only move yourself through burnout, but to really move yourself through these October blues that are now, I mean, I mean it's the end of November, people. So if you're having these feelings We've got to do something about them now. So if you have a pattern and you have this cycle of every October you fall into this deep depression or you feel really, really sad or frustrated and you begin to um, lag on your goals and your habits and your, you, you know, you're not doing the things that you were doing in August or September, those things have gone up to the wayside already – We have to start making changes now. So I'm going to give you some really simple things to think, to say, and to do so that you can move through these October blues if they have seeped into November. And even if you're listening to this later, but you're still feeling all of these feelings from the October blues, what it is that you can do because it really is going to start with you. Okay, We know that the months are long in the winter. We know it's colder. We know these things are going to happen. So what are you going to do about it? Well, number one, you are going to say to yourself, you're going to think to yourself, I am capable and worthy of change. I can do anything. I can do anything other than feel this way. I can do that. That's my responsibility. I am capable and worthy of change. And here's another thing you can think. My life doesn't have to stay this way. I don't have to stay in this place of misery, and I don't mean physically. I mean, obviously, you don't have to stay in that place physically if you're miserable either, but you don't have to stay in this mental, this negative mental and emotional state just because it's October, November, December. Here's one more thing that I'd like you to think, okay? I am capable and worthy of trying something new. I am capable and worthy of trying something new. My friends, you've heard me say it before. I'm going to say it again. In the case of the October blues, if you don't do something different, nothing different is going to come your way. That's up to you and it's all going to start with you thinking about what you need to do that is new. Here's something I want you to say. I want you to say, I'm feeling burned out and I need help or I am feeling extremely negative and I need help. You can say that to your dearest friend. You can say it to your teacher bestie. You can say it to your partner. You can say it to Google and see what comes up for you. Here's something else I'd like you to say. How do you do that? How do you do that? And I want you to be strategic about it. I want you to find a teacher that's doing something that you don't do but it's perked your ears up. It's made you curious. Maybe it's a way that they build their relationships with their students. Maybe it's the way they manage their classroom. Maybe it's that they're leaving every day at contract time. Whatever it is, ask, how do you do that? When you ask this question, especially if you ask this question to someone that you don't know very well, not only are you going to help yourself to find some new ways of doing things that could lift you out of the October blues, you could make a new friend. You could make a new friend who is a builder-upper and who you could have a great time with over the next couple of months when it's dark and dreary. And of course, into spring and summer, you could make a lifelong friend because what you're doing in asking that question is you're saying, hey, I see you. Like, I notice what you're doing and it's awesome. And I want some of that in my life too. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to identify what triggered your burnout to start, or what triggered these October blues to start, and what is keeping you here, okay? If it's your student's behavior, which it very well could be because this is like the number one most challenging thing most teachers are faced with, that and lack of support from administration, no matter what it is that's causing you to have the blues, and this will take some reflection as well, Okay. I want you to pay attention to the negative things that you're saying to yourself, okay? If I was to look at my students this year and think to myself, these kids should know better. These kids are feral cats. These kids do not know how to behave. These kids do not have parents that have taught them how to work and play in a social environment. If I did nothing but say those things without following those statements cuz I have said those things you guys like <laughs> I'm not I'm not over here spewing sunshine and rainbows all the time but if I'm not following those statements with what can I control? What is it that I can do about it? How is my negative attitude or my approach making the situation worse? Or have I tried everything? Like honestly, I've worked on my mindset and honestly, I've brought in some really great classroom management strategies and I've asked people for help and I've tried what they've told me and I've been consistent and I've been very concrete and we talk about these expectations every day and I have students model them. If you have not followed those complaints and those frustrations with action then that's a place to start now obviously i i need to say all of that and then follow it with i don't know your situation i don't know if you've tried everything i don't know if you're telling yourself that you've tried everything but you haven't and i really don't know if maybe you really have tried everything and maybe your administration doesn't even know what to do because you've tried everything okay like i've said this before too our burnout's not our fault but it is our responsibility Our students' behavior to a certain point is not our fault either. It's not. However, there are things that we can try. There are things that we can do. Now, I've made this all about behavior because that's just very close to where where I have been this year. And things have gotten better. But that's because I'm consistently reevaluating my reactions, the way that I talk to the kids that have had behavioral challenges. Um, I've done the same thing with other teachers, the way that I approach them and the way that I change the way that I, um my tone, right? Like those are things I can control. Listen, I'm no stranger <laughs> to lacking self-awareness. And these are the hard conversations that I'm not afraid to have. And even like saying it into the microphone, I'm like, oh man, somebody's going to get mad because they might feel like I'm calling them out. Well, I mean, that's what I feel like I want to do. I want to, first of all, really think about how we can grow through this, right? Like, how are we approaching these challenges with our administration or a fellow teacher or um, a student or many students, right? So if you have, in fact, done that raising of self-awareness, you've worked on yourself, you know, you've listened to lots of episodes of this podcast, maybe you read the book, Um, if you've done that work and things still are not going well at school, you have several students in your classroom that are making your life a living hell. Um, Maybe your administrator is just being intolerable and you feel like the negative culture in your school is because of the leadership, okay? There are a couple of things I want you to do. Number one, you're going to have to take it day by day. And that means by... Going in on Monday, doing the best that you can that day, and your best on Monday might be better or worse than your best on Tuesday. And the same goes for Wednesday, and the same thing goes for Thursday, and the same for Friday. Instead of looking forward so far and thinking about how terrible this year is going to be, I want you to focus day by day. What you can do to make that day the best that it can be and the best that it can be today might be different than the best it can be tomorrow. I feel like, and I know this for a fact, this is going to help you focus on the now and help you be present now. And maybe you'll find some things that are really good about today or tomorrow that you never considered before. I talked a little bit about that in my episode from earlier in this season when I talked about why I was choosing not to struggle in silence and about how I have realized that it is most important for me to remember that my students and I, my principal, my my teacher friends, we are all doing the best that we can on any given day and that doesn't look the same every day. So you have to quit being so hard on yourself And telling yourself that you have to be happy and chipper and perfect ever, um, but (laughs) happy and chipper every single day and expect your students to be that way. Motivation for everybody is hard sometimes. So I think that that will give you an element and layer of grace where it may not have been before during these darker months and when we've really gotten kind of into the swing of things of the school year and things aren't new and shiny anymore. So my next piece of advice is to keep a consistent routine. And I mean that for school and I mean that for home as well. Um, I used to feel like I needed to switch things up in October and November just for the sake of, you know, I need to keep my kids on their toes. I need to keep them, you know, um, entertained. I need to, you know, I got to switch things up so things are new. I don't believe that anymore. I believe in creating a consistent, calm, joyful, kind classroom. And that means it's going to be predictable, And for me, my students have really found a lot of calm in the predictability. I know for my students, a lot of them live really unpredictable lives. And I used to think, gosh, that's so boring, but I don't believe that anymore. I love the consistency and the predictability of our day in and our day out. And we find ways to make it fun just by me making silly jokes or doing an extra brain break or, you know just smiling and showing my kids how to be calm and happy. So now I feel like I'm going to go back on what I just said. We want consistency and routine in our lives, right? Like I want you to look also at your calendar outside of school. Create a routine. Like what do you do right away when you get home? What time are you going to bed every night? What time are you getting up? Write down that routine. Make it predictable. Make it consistent, okay? Okay. But then the next thing I'm going to tell you is to do something different, like have something to look forward to is maybe what I should say. Um, We don't have to wait until Christmas break to do something fun on the weekend. We don't have to wait until spring break to have a little mini vacay. My sisters and our family, my sister's family is in our family and my mom and my stepdad, we are kind of starting to build in a habit every February we are going to have a weekend away. And right now, my daughter Hannah is in college in Bloomington at at Indiana University. And um, last February, we went down there for a weekend and spent a weekend in this cute little town called Nashville, Indiana. Um, and we had planned it months in advance, and it was something we looked forward to even before Christmas break. We talked about all the things that we were going to do, and Hannah had all kinds of things that she wanted to show us and places she wanted to take us. We rented we um, rented a room in, um, in the inn where there was a pool. It was just such a simple yet exciting time because normally February is so blah. So we're going to make it fun. We're, we're going to give ourselves something to look forward to. And when you have things to look forward to, that can be your why for not taking work home. That can be your why for why you need to maximize every single minute of your time at school. This can be your why for not living to work, okay? Instead, you're working to live, And you're thinking about, gosh, isn't it awesome that this job allows me to leave school at 3.30? Like my contract time ends at 3.30. Like my contract time ends at 3.30. I can leave whenever I want after that time. Anything that I do after 3.30 is my choice. So when you start to change your perspective about those things, it gives you a lot of hope. It gives you a lot of things to be excited about because you are in control of more than you think you are. So I have a couple of resources that I have for you if you're interested in really kind of deep diving into what you can think, say, and do differently, especially during these um, winter blues, fall, October blues, whatever you want to call them, burnout. It doesn't matter to me. In my opinion, all of these things kind of get melted together when you're feeling miserable in your career. So... Number 1, I've already shared with you some things from the Stages ebook that I have. This is my step-by-step guide to making progress on your journey out of teacher burnout. You can find this resource for free on TPT or you can go to burnedinteacher.com/stages. This resource is going to take you through all of the stages of burnout. It's going to tell you um, it's gonna help you to identify what stage you're in, but then it's also going to take you through the stages of recovery from stage zero to one, two, three, four, and of course five, which is our goal, that is a burned in teacher. So it's going to help you to identify where you are and then it's gonna give you some things to think, say, and do so you can move to the next stage, okay? And my second resource is my Build Your Positive Self-Talk. Um, this, is a, this is a guide that I created and it helps you to really name and identify that negative self-talk. And I truly believe that every action that we take starts with your thinking and your beliefs. And so this is a product that used to be considered the agents of change, but we have taken it so much further. We have personified these um, these people, these agents of same and these agents of change. And in this resource on TPT, you can print these out. And there are cards that you can edit, that you can add in thoughts that you want to think. And it really does help you to build your positive self-talk and it helps you to catch those negative thoughts and reframe them. So if you are struggling with the October blues in November or in December or heck, even in February or March, okay, I want you to identify your patterns and I want you to pay attention to what you can think, say, and do differently. I believe when you are faced with burnout or you are faced with any challenge, you can change one, if not two things. You can change yourself or you can change your environment. And I always lean towards changing yourself first. And I say this because number one, if you take step one of today's episode seriously of looking back at your patterns, you may find that you've just settled for this pattern over and over and over again. So that's where I want you to start. If you truly take what I taught you today to heart and you really start to do that reflecting, I know you're going to see some opportunities for growth and change. Take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned-in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I wanna help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.